Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who've spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. On today's episode, we discuss kicking up your customer service experience. So you're not just the video expert, but the concierge filmmaker that keeps your clients coming back for more every time. Welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Listen, I'm drinking wine and smoking a stogie, all right? I don't oh. think it gets more fun than that. Oh, man, dude. I might go grab a Bud Light seltzer. Dude, go. I already I did like two What? Months. Why didn't anyone tell me we were drinking right now? I totally would have grabbed a drink. <laughs> it's, a, it's a night meeting, bro. I figured we were all getting something. I, I opened the fridge and I looked and I was like, nah, Mark's smoking, not drinking. Even I won't drink alone. Fridge. Go get some. Dude. Go all get right, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> But it's like, dude, the hard stuff just, it just takes time to work through. And as long as you're persistent and willing to adapt yeah. and change as you need to, everything will work out. Even though Jump Goat might have not worked out, video production in my life still has worked out. And I'm, what, I'll be 30 this year. I started when I was 20. Like, now I'm 10 years into it and it's way easier. <laughs> Yeah, jump goat is one of those things. Uh, anything in our past is one of those things. It's the whole what we preach about failure, and and it's reading it like a book and like welcoming that and like seeing it for what it means. We talk about mindset. We say it's important. It's the new talk of the town. Mindset is everything, but it's because it's so true. I believe now more than ever that your mind it has the power to change anything, anything, anything that you want in any direction that you want. And that everything happens for a reason. And the mindset is not an external thing. Like, it's totally internal, you versus you. Gosh, and that took me so long to come to terms with. It's not other people. You're really just fighting yourself. The truth hurts, but it's also the greatest, greatest thing to propel your growth. Dude, so this is like a perfect transition into there's a lot of things that have transformed my business through experience of these what we think of as failures at the time, mm. but really they're just learning experiences and times that we can either choose to be educated or times that we choose to sit in that failure and stop personal growth. So one thing that's like really, <laughs> and I think I've come out so such a stronger filmmaker for was like how I run my business and why I run it the way I do as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of what we teach in our course and in our uh, six figure video business, but I don't think we, I don't think we quite explain it like we will right now. And that's setting up our business really as a concierge service. Yeah. Not just simply as a video service provider. You know, we talk a lot about being a video expert, but like, I want to take it one step further. And this year really solidified that for me, even though COVID hit and, you know, there was lots of waves of ups and downs. What I've realized, especially in COVID is we have to be a concierge service for our clients. Because if you think about yourself as a concierge service, like 
What's that mean? Essentially, it means like you are there for the client whenever they need you to add the most value you can and have the highest impact. Okay. So notice like those three things, I didn't talk about money whatsoever because money is only like one small piece of value that you can provide. Like for example, like Eric and I just got off a shoot last week and I got an email yesterday, literally at 10 a.m. And it was like, hey, can we just get this footage, this drone footage of this building for a pitch meeting we have this afternoon at one o'clock? Okay, so three hours before they need it. I could have been on another shoot. Sure, I could have been busy. There is all this other stuff I had planned for the day. And so I just told them like, hey, absolutely, I can do this. Is it okay with you if I just add it to the current proposal at the same price as all the other videos? And, you know, the other videos are more intense editing. It was, you know, it's going to take a lot more time than this one video. But it wasn't about the time that I needed to complete the video. It was about the value that I was providing to them. We just have to think of ourselves as concierge filmmakers, as being able to serve the client and add as much value as possible to their business and how, to, and how we do that. Yeah, yeah. Not, I want to cut in real quick and be like, this does not mean... That you allow scope creep. This does yeah. not mean that you let totally your client scope creep. Yeah, yeah this, this does not mean that you let the client come in and change the parameters of your contract. There it are plenty not. of times that I said no, I can't do that because I'm on a shoot or this or that. But I set the terms. I said absolutely, I can do that. So a like you respond enthusiastically, but then you say like, hey, what are the conditions in which you're willing to do that? So in those three hours, I was willing to do that for the same price as all the other videos that were typically going to be like a two to four week, maybe six week turnaround. You like in three hours of the rush fee. Exactly. So it's more of a rush fee, but I didn't claim it as a rush fee. I just knew like they knew what I was charging for the other video edits, which were, you know, they're planned to take two to four weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I made it easy on them and said, Hey, if you're cool with that price, then I will get it to you by the time you need it. Yeah. And for them, that was more valuable than the price. Alignment of expectations. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a key and pivotal part, at least of the pricing standpoint of this. Oh, that's so true. Because I thought about, well, I could put a price in the email. Absolutely. Like if there wasn't a price established, yes. But I already established a price for my typical editing. You know, and it was editing with a interview and some B-roll footage on top of it for 60 to 90 seconds. And this video had no interview footage. It just had drone footage and music. And it was right. 30 seconds. I actually, you know, thought that was genius because normally I I charge a rush fee. Um, and in some other cases, you might charge a rush fee as well, like you specifically. Yeah, but you know, it's a it's a way to, I think it's a way to approach the client without them feeling like you're taking advantage of them in a time sensitive situation. Because I don't think your clients ever want to feel taken advantage of, but you do need to set the expectation. And with this client and all my others, anytime there's an additional edit, like the first time there's something out of scope, that's the time to set the stage. That's the time to set expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I'm almost always a yes man, but I'm a yes man on my terms. And if they don't accept my terms, I don't do it respectfully of course like you've got to you got to navigate it respectfully but you know this is your time it's not their time to complete the project it's your time and you have to value your own time yes you do and i want to reiterate that because i 
have in the past when scope creep of any type has come in, I've, I have let it slide. And, you know, you think it's just going to be a little bit. What I can promise you is it's never just a little bit. And if you leave the door cracked, they will push it open either slowly or they're just going to punch it open. And if you wait to realign or, or set new expectations afterward, then you're damaging that relationship with the client. Trust me, trust me, trust me on that. So like Mark said, address in a proper and respectful manner, but make sure that you set that tone because if you do not, you're just going to have to eat it if you want to maintain that relationship or you're going to have to risk damaging it. It does not lend well to repeat business and referrals, which is two of the three most critical things in growing your business. Absolutely. I now run my life with a rule that if I say yes to something, I have no reason to complain about where that yes is going to take me. So if I say yes to something, it's my job to set the expectation of that yes. What does that yes mean? You know, it's taken me 10 years in the business to be confident in that. I hope it doesn't take that long for all the listeners. But like, I think like what you've said, Caleb, I put myself in such a hard situation so many times by saying yes and not setting boundaries or expectations. But now it's like, if I say yes to something, it's my duty to feel comfortable and confident in where that yes is going to take me. And then it's on me. Because if you backtrack after you say yes, it's just hard to maintain your own professionalism Absolutely. You know, your own reputation, really. For sure. And let's just say it takes more work to undo a single bad experience. Three-letter word. People, unfortunately, part of our evolutionary thing as humans is that we cling to negative information easier. You don't want that. Just when the opportunity arises, set the expectation, set that boundary, and be firm. Firm, and this might sound contradictory, firm but flexible. Firm in the sense like I know my value and I know what I'm worth as a filmmaker. But flexible in the sense where it's like... If you're going to do cheaper work or work less than what you would want to charge, you still give them an invoice with your full amount on it. Absolutely. Less than what they're paying. So they, they get the invoice for what you've talked about, but they see what your full value is so that the next time there's a project, they know exactly how much it, that cost. Yeah. And you know, to, to like level set, here's a bad example I had, right? I, it's a great example, but one where I really screwed up <laughs> the first two years of my business, I had a fortune 500 company and it was great for a year and a half. They were, you know, a, a six-figure client in a year. And you know what? I was like, okay, at this point, I can raise my prices. And I can justify that because, you know, I've got a bigger team. I've got more expenses. You know, but what I didn't realize is like none of that actually mattered to them. That's not their issue. It's my issue. And when I did that, it threw up red flags for them. And they started shopping around, you know, because I didn't set the right expectation in the right way. Right and the right value of why those prices were more. And right. it sucked, but it was a big learning experience to communicate, 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 and set boundaries. Now, this is not to say that you should never raise your prices. Look. No, you should. <laughs> you absolutely should. You People pay you for your experience and value. The more experience you have, the more value you get. It's just... I think like the key here is to be like transparent with your clients, keeping the line of communication open. And honestly, here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't be afraid to outgrow 
clients. No. And what do I mean by that? You mean like the clients you have year one are may not be, all of them at least, the clients you have year five. And that is okay. You're going to outgrow clients. And that's exactly like getting to the point of being a video expert or a concierge. Is It's like stair-stepping. You know, it's like climbing a ladder. And it's not that you don't value some clients, but like you can't just because you charged a new client double the price. You can't just go back to your old clients and be like, well, you know what? Like now I'm charging more unless you're willing to lose them if they don't have the budget, right? But it, it's a kind of a dance of like you always have to keep progressing and keep growing your business and keep becoming more of a video expert. But as soon as you get more clients in the price point that you want, then it's more of a comfortable conversation to be like, hey, like my time is is getting more and more valuable and, and, and more and more full that to continue these projects at this point, uh, right. you know, I'm going to have to charge X, Y, and Z to, yeah. to really make my business sustainable. Because here's the thing, a lot of clients, it's about the relationship. It's not even about price. And I think we've talked about this before, where if you're doing your job right, price is not the top point. Which is part of the concierge aspect of it all. Yeah. And that's sometimes with new clients, like if you think a new client is, is a valuable client and you know they, they have future potential of a long-term relationship with the budget that you want, then that's the time when you can gamble a little bit as a business owner and a filmmaker to be like, okay, I get it. You might not have, you might not have planned my budget for this first project. Totally cool. You know how much I charge. And for this one, I'm willing to do it to fit your current budget for the sake of our relationship because I want to create a really good relationship with you guys and your team. You know, it's, it's, it's always a gamble. It's always a risk, but owning a business is, you know, and sometimes like to get the types of clients that you want that are longer term sustainable, sometimes you do have to budge a little bit and that's okay, but budge on your terms. Value yourself and value yourself enough to set the boundaries and expectations so your clients know how to value you as well. That's the whole point of this podcast is value yourself and pitch yourself as a concierge service at the price that you want to make and pitch your value, not based on how cheap you are or your price, but what you're able to provide to them. Give that client experience, give that concierge service, show them, you know, what you're worth, earn, earn your respect, earn your referrals, earn your repeat business. The three R's client experience. You know, and I'll leave you guys with this one last question. It's like one of the first questions when I'm coaching a filmmaker on how to grow their business. It's when you're having a meeting with a potential client, just ask yourself, why would they hire you versus hiring a videographer as an employee in their company? What is it that you provide to them that they're not going to get from an internal teammate? And if you can answer that question, that's what you pitch with every single time and you will whether they say no or whether they say yes you will filter out the ideal clients and the not ideal clients that's the mic drop right there well in that case that's all we have for you today be the concierge be firm but flexible value yourself and teach your clients how to value you and we'll see you next week peace peace Peace. thank you for listening to this episode of the ambitious filmmaker Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? 
Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.